ダラッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッ
<laughs> Do you want me to continue with my catch up? I can make it really snappy. Okay, make it snappy. We're still hiring. Yay! <laughs> so go to our website, blackbirdfabrics.com slash careers if you want to join the team. I'm really excited to meet everybody that applies. And Laura and I actually sat down last week and planned out all of our releases through like June. Wow. <laughs> so, and, but I mean, I'm so excited about the fabrics that we're bringing in. So it's really fun. We've never planned that far in advance. We have this big calendar going and like everything is just laid out for us. So we know what we have coming up. It's really fun that we got to do that. And that's all because Laura's helping me with purchasing and sourcing now. So I'm very happy. That's cool. Yeah. And then next weekend, I'm heading to Montreal to see family. I feel like I really need some family downtime. Yeah. That's the latest from me. You get to see your sister. She's all pregnant. Yes. My sister is due in May. So I can't wait. I can't wait. She's having a girl. I'm feeling a bit weird about how I said she's all pregnant. Did you say she's all pregnant? She's all pregnant stuff. (laughs) (laughs) She is all pregnant. I mean, honestly, her bump is way bigger this time around than last time. Oh, really? Bigger earlier, which I think is fairly normal because your body kind of knows what to do. Right? Yeah. We're experts now. Your skin remembers. <laughs> <laughs> so she sent me a, a bump fee the other day. What's that? A bump selfie. Oh. Yeah. I have so much to learn. <laughs> Thank goodness we're doing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about me. What's going on with you? Uh, well, I started work on the York size change. We're going to have the new size range for the York as well. Well, for all the patterns, but I'm doing them one at a time. So the York is underway. I know lots of people are excited about that new size range for York. And I am too. An opportunity for me to make more Yorks, which I'll never say no to. (laughs) And then I'm also developing two new patterns that kind of fit into the York family, That's all I'm going to say for now. But, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with that look and I have some other ideas and they're all going to work really well together and be cute and amazing. So Um, very exciting. What look can can I try to squeeze more teaser out of you? What look do you love? What is the look? (laughs) No, the look of the York. Like I love that like smock apron kind of overalls. I like the layering, Mm -hmm. you know, when you wear something under and then you have something over. I think I just squeezed some more. Just a little. little. (laughs) I'm excited about these patterns too. I have a question. Uh Are you going for your extended size range? Are you going in order of pattern popularity yeah yeah i am i think yeah i think and i'm thinking about it now pretty much yeah also seasonal kind of things right yeah so it's gonna be right now don't hold me to this because i'm allowed to change my mind yes you are (laughs) but it's gonna be blackwood york winslow suki avery and then elliot and that's gonna happen like basically from now until probably November or December. So it's going to take all year. (laughs) Yeah. So how long would you say that process takes from beginning to end? It takes about two months for me to make the change. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have one happening every couple months. And so many moving parts, right? Because you're working with a drafter and a grader. Exactly. And then we want to retest, obviously. We have more sizes, so we need to test those sizes. And then in between those releases, I want to have new things coming out. So lots of moving parts this year. And that's part of the reason why I hired my first employee (laughs) so I can have an assistant to help me with everything. And she just started this week. So that's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
Welcome to the family, Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's it for our catch up, right? Yeah, we have to keep it short because we have a big episode ahead of us. Okay, but first we have to say hello to our listeners in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, I think I forgot to do the hello around the world last time we did a Just Us episode. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, sorry guys. Sorry guys. (laughs) I missed that one. But yes, we're saying hi to the Dominican Republic today. And the Dominican Republic is a Caribbean nation that shares the island of Hispaniola with Haiti to the west. Awesome. And did you know that Oscar de la Renta, the acclaimed fashion designer, was born in Santo Domingo? I did because I made that note. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know, listener? Hi, Dominican Republic. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Okay, let's jump right into the show. We have so much to cover. We wanted to do an episode about maternity and you guys were supporting us in that and we got emails from people saying they were interested in that. So we started thinking about how we could go about it and we don't have kids, so we don't have personal experience and you know, we could have somebody on the show to talk to us about it, but we thought it might be cool to have little mini interviews instead because that way we get way more different perspectives and we can talk to different people from different places too. Yeah, it's so fun because today we are interviewing people from six different countries five Five. different countries right because gabby and megan are together um but five different countries so it's it was really fun to get that perspective from all those different places yeah so before we jump in we also wanted to plug our friends over at maternitysewing.com they launched that website in 2018 it's a really really great resource there's blog posts there's patterns and they also have a podcast yeah they recently started a podcast and it's been really fun to listen to it's all about maternity sewing so whether you are thinking about getting pregnant are pregnant have had children there's lots of amazing information in there and on their website so definitely go check them out and just remember we will be linking all the patterns and resources that we talk about in these interviews in the show notes yeah (laughs) i also wanted to say something i don't know sam can cut this out if this is weird but i the, i was recently watching like a birth story on youtube of one of the youtubers that i follow and at the end she was talking about how like oh this video like could be useful to people who are pregnant or people who just had kids or like people who are thinking about having kids but then also people who maybe don't necessarily want to have kids but are just interested in that stuff which is kind of me so <laughs> i thought i should we should say like If you're out there listening to this and thinking like, should I be listening to this? I don't necessarily want kids or I'm not going to be pregnant anytime soon. It's okay because it's kind of fun to hear about, I don't know, pregnancy, maternity, selling. I feel like this episode is for everyone and anyone. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Don't cut that out, Sam. That's great. Okay. (laughs) All right. So our first interview, drum roll, please. It's with the ladies from Stitcher's Brew. Yay! <laughs> I feel like this has been a long time coming. <laughs> yes, we absolutely adore Gabby and Megan and their podcast. So this was the perfect opportunity to chat with them. Yeah, these lovely ladies from the UK are as obsessed with sewing as we are. And Megan had her first child last year and Gabby is now pregnant. So they're at different stages in their motherhood journey and they're both sewists. So we're going to hear from them about maternity sewing and making time to sew and making time to podcast. How do they do it? We'll find out. Yes. Hello, Gabby and Megan. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we are so excited to have you guys on the show today. It's like our podcasting worlds are colliding and we're going to talk to you all about maternity sewing. So thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh, thank you for having us. <laughs> so we immediately thought about you two because you're both on your journeys of motherhood and you're kind of at different stages. So we thought we would start off by chatting with you, Gabby, because you are currently pregnant, right? I am, yes. When Megan first announced her pregnancy, we kind of joked that I'd be there about a year later and it actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is honestly so fun because you guys are close friends and now you're going to have little babes around the same Aww. age. Yeah, no, it's really lovely. I'm I'm the lucky one because I get all the advice from Megan who's already done it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start off. Tell us what trimester are you in? So I'm at the beginning of the third trimester. I'm 29 weeks. How's it all going? It's been all right. I had um, a bit of a rocky start, just so much nausea, you know, like everyone always says it, but you until you get there and you're like, okay, this is just constant all day, all night feeling sick um, and all sorts of like dizziness and headaches and stuff. But at the moment I got to like the 18th week, then the skies cleared and I was like, now I just have energy and hunger. I want to do everything. Um, <laughs> and it's been kind kind of like that since which is really good and uh I was very lucky that I timed it Christmas was like smack bang in the best week and I just had such a great week and ate loads and I'm I'm feeling pretty good like achy at night but apart from that touch wood it's been all right so far <laughs> so we're talking about maternity sewing today and kind of how being pregnant and having a baby is affecting sewing so we kind of want to know how has being pregnant impacted your sewing so far massively I, I've pretty much lost my sojo it's it's kind of sad but but at the same time I'm just letting it be but um I normally my output is so extreme I, I sew a lot normally so it's really unusual that I don't have that kind of like you know I'm not gravitating towards it at the moment but I'm still keeping very much on track of what what patterns are coming out and you know what's going on in the sewing world because I love it so much but actual physical sewing I haven't really done any in months I've been knitting quite a lot but um that doesn't really count <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's understandable I think a lot of your energy has to go towards your body and just taking care of yourself when you're pregnant so that makes total sense to me <laughs> definitely and I really am in the nesting phase I've been watching Marie Kondo on Netflix and I'm on a like a folding epic journey uh, so maybe when I'm done with um conmurring my flat I'll, I'll get back to the sewing machine and because uh, I have nothing to wear I really need to sew <laughs> yeah well that was going to be my next question I mean as your body changes like are you just purchasing maternity clothes or have you thought about things that you might want to make so I just a couple of things like some uh, a pair of dungarees has been a lifesaver and I did early on make a pair of maternity jeans that are basically a hack on the Morgan jeans by Closet Case Files and I love those jeans I wear them pretty much every day or they're in the wash and they've been a lifesaver but the strange thing is is I always used to wear you know like really bright colorful clothes a lot of skirts and dresses and things and none of that has gone with my my body at all so I've I've just been a bit dull I think my whole wardrobe is really boring at the moment <laughs> but co it's cozy and comfortable and that's like the two things it has to be so 
I did see that fantastic coat that you made with those bright colors, that color blocking um, coat that you made. Does that still fit you? It seems like kind of a forgiving fit. It does fit, but it's actually too cold. Like the weather is really cold at the moment. So it's it's kind of more a light coat. (laughs) So it's going to be perfect, you know, like spring. Um, So maybe I'll get it right at the end before I'm due. But yeah, it's it's it was. A, I keep making things in the wrong season. <laughs> so I, I mean, that, that goes again. for all sewists. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and what about the maternity jeans? Like, what is the process of making jeans maternity friendly? So I basically took the um, the Morgan pattern and took the waistband off completely, and thought that I could just easily add, you know, like a jersey band to make it a nice tummy band. And I tried to pull them up and I realized that actually the bump goes quite a bit lower (laughs) than I'd anticipated. So I ended up just hacking like huge chunks off to the waistband so that pretty much I have like a big dip now where my crotch is. I sewed together the fly so there was no fly there either. And it's basically like wearing, I don't know, half crotch jeans (laughs) with a big jersey band. But, um, But the rest is still the same. I would probably leave out the pockets um, on the front next time because that didn't quite work. The more I cut into it, the the more it doesn't really make as much sense. But actually, I'd say Morgan's a really good maternity jean. So I'm pleased I went with that. So they kind of slip on. There's no there's no zipper you mentioned. So they just slip on and it yeah. sort of sits under the belly. And then you have the jersey band that yeah. is over the belly. Well, that sounds really comfortable. Yeah, yeah I really, want that. really <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think I'll probably carry on living with them like for years because they they really are comfy. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any other favorite patterns or anything else that you've sewn that you've really loved since you've been pregnant? I've been making more things like little like burpee cloths and things for babies and uh, and working. A, a lot of my friends are having babies at the same time. So I've been making little hats and things, kind of getting used to what I'm about to make my baby. And that's been really lovely. But for myself, since I think the coat was probably the last thing I've made, um, I really, really want to do a Tilly in the Buttons um, Mama Agnes because that's just a great pattern and I need like a dress or a, a long top in my wardrobe right now. So that is next on my list. I'm curious about where your head is at with, with sewing in the fu- into the future while you have a baby. Well, to be honest, I haven't really given it much for because I'm very much like baby, 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 and everything else is like floating around behind it. But um, but I just literally on Instagram saw uh, Nina Lee's new pattern, like a pinafore dress, and it is so, that's completely gone to the top of my list when when I get you know some sort of figure back um, to be able to wear it. And so I'm I'm kind of I'm quite excited because I know that postpartum sewing is really tough. I know your body doesn't go back at all quickly and I used to think it did I used to think it literally was like baby out and then we're back yeah Um, (laughs) and I'm learning that that's not true I'm interested to see what will happen you know when my sojo will return when I kind of want to get back to it and uh and maybe I'll I'll start thinking about completely different patterns than than I would have made originally so so yeah I always try and kind of like come to these things with positivity and, and just kind of go with the flow yeah, I'm sure you will find your sojo again. If not for you, then maybe for your little one, you can exactly. make all sorts of colorful, fun <laughs> things for them, which would be amazing. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Well, I'm knitting a bright turquoise cardigan at the moment, so I think I need stuff to go with that. 
All right. Well, Megan, I'm sure you have some thoughts to contribute to what Gabby was just saying (laughs) about things changing after you have a baby. But first, let's start off by asking, um, how old is your little one now? And what's his name? He is seven months now. He's going to be almost eight months. And he is called Olimi. Yes, he is so cute. You guys have to go to Megan's Instagram and look at him. He's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So did you sew a lot of maternity clothes while you were pregnant? I didn't. I'm I was very much like Gabby. I was so tired the whole time and I I lost my sojo. I was basically just like watching loads of TV series and just growing the baby. It was it's a strange kind of time where it's just from day to day you just don't know how your body is going to be like. And I just, I just didn't have any energy to sew. Well, I have to say, you guys launched a podcast while you were pregnant, <laughs> Megan. So you weren't not doing anything. You might not have been sewing, but I'm sure you were working really hard on that. So now that you have your little one, how has that impacted your sewing? Oh wow! I, I just feel like, like everything. It sewing is such a different it's still the same as it gives me that break and that headspace and sometimes when I'm so tired and I'm so irritable and I just feel like I need to be myself for a little while uh, I go to the sewing machine and I need like an hour to sew so that's kind of the same but just the things I'm sewing have changed completely um just for my life's lifestyle now. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. What kind of things are you sewing and how has that sort of changed uh, from pre-baby? <laughs> so now I'm exclusively sewing in Jersey. I mean, it has to stretch. Um, I, I, uh, I'm, I don't quite like how my body is looking oversized things anymore, which used to be my go-to kind of style as oversized dresses. Now everything is just it's just not the same body I had and it changed so dramatically. So my waist size is the same size as my bust used to be, which I I was like measuring yesterday, which is to me is crazy. I just, you know, I, I never, I don't shop a lot in shops. So I don't know the sizes in RTW, but I just know my body is just not what it was. So now it's just a lot of comfortable clothes that stretch and I don't have to think too much about the size. Uh, yeah, so it's lo- lots of jersey, breastfeeding. So the first thing I made after pregnancy, which was the paper cut pattern, it was like a wrap top. Uh, what's the name of it? Oh, oh Capalia. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's I, I made that top. And this was me thinking that, you know, as Gabby said, like the baby's out, I'm still the same. Maybe my boobs are a bit bigger, but it hit me at the point of my waist that used to be the smallest and now is not at all the smallest. So I put it on and I just didn't feel like myself. So now I'm trying to find things that still make me feel like me and I I can enjoy wearing and I feel like myself and I'm not thinking, oh God, I've changed. And I just feel happy 
in it. So that that's what where sewing is like really taking me is trying to make me feel happy again in my body. Sewing offers us such an amazing opportunity to do just that to kind of get to know our bodies more intimately and having gone through a big change like that and experiencing a lot of change in your body. I can totally understand why that would be a little overwhelming. Um, and things are going to be different. But it's great to hear that you're using sewing to help you reacquaint yourself with your body. So one of the things we wanted to ask you, uh, Megan, is if you have any advice for Gabby or other sewists out there who are pregnant right now. Um, I think to sew more oversized jersey tops, because I didn't want to sew anything that was breastfeeding or because I didn't know how long I would breastfeed for. So I didn't want to take that time that I didn't really have. And jersey tops just, I've been wearing them so often. You just lift up for breastfeeding and they're so comfortable. And that's what I'm wearing a lot. That and stellar joggers are like what I live in. I would just say, don't try and predict what your body is going to be like, because you honestly don't know. Just go for oversized staples and they will see you through. Well, lastly, we wanted to check in with you ladies about what's going on with Stitcher's Brew in 2019 and if you have any plans or goals that you'd like to share with us. Oh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we definitely are going to be back really soon. We just uh, had a crazy end of the year and um, we just had to put it on the back burner while we sorted out other things. But no, we're excited. We've got some lovely guests lined up and and hopefully we're going to do another binge recording recording so that I can have maternity leave. <laughs> so I hope you guys come back soon because we miss you. Yeah. Oh, oh thank you. No, we, we really want to. And uh, it's good to do this. It kind of reminds me how much I love podcasting. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure our guests will really love hearing from you too. Yes. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We had such a pleasure hearing from you about your thoughts on maternity sewing. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. Our next interview is with Florine from Sew Mary Fleur. Florine lives in Norway and she is a prolific sewist. She discusses her struggles getting pregnant and how it impacted her sewing and her socializing. She also recommends loads of maternity friendly patterns. <laughs> yes. And we wanted to say that Florine shares some personal stories about IVF. So if that's not something you want to hear right now, you may want to skip this one. Yeah. Hello, Florine. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. We are so glad to chat with you today. We know that you had a baby last year. Can you tell us how old your little one is now? Isaac, or like Isaac, as you would say in English, he is uh, soon going to be nine months old. He was born in May. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's already been nine months. <laughs> yeah, time goes by so fast. He's crawling around and happy baby. Yeah, easygoing child. We're really lucky. Oh, that's amazing. So we wanted to start off by asking you about an article you actually wrote on your blog probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago now called How Sewing Saves Me. Can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yes, of course. Um, I wrote that uh, blog post uh, just after I learned that I would never be able to have children without uh, an IVF procedure. I had a small operation and the doctors had told us that getting pregnant should be easy afterwards. And instead I woke up and at first everything seemed fine. But a couple of hours later, my operating doctor came in and told me that they chose to remove both of my fallopian tubes. And the only way for me to get pregnant ever would be having an IVF. And suddenly this utterly private thing of starting a family was 
dragged into a doctor's office and everything was about timing and medicine. And yeah, you always have limited uh, chances of uh, succeeding too. I always wanted to have children, but I never thought it would kind of define me as a human being or as a woman. But when we realized uh, we were struggling, I suddenly felt like just like a complete failure, basically. And that's so crazy because I'm so much more than being able to carry a child. But still, there was something about, yeah, call it biology, that made me feel so bad when I got to know this. And since I felt so horrible, I understood that I just had to focus on whatever was positive in life. And sewing was really a good thing for me. I never talked about anyone about trying to have children while we tried. But after this operation, everything felt so final and it kind of made me free to talk about it and say, well, that's how it is. And me not having children was actually never an issue in the sewing community. It was a little bit in my private life. People asking, oh, don't you want to have children? That's rather annoying, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but in the sewing community, it was um, all about sewing and fabric buying and patterns. And so writing this blog post about having troubles uh, to have a child wasn't that much about having a pity party and telling everyone, oh, that's so horrible. It was more about breaking the silence about something so many women and men experience and they feel they can't talk about it and about showing how empowering sewing can be and is still for me. And actually, I read an article in um, Seamwork magazine a while before written by a woman who uh, lost her breasts due to cancer and she wrote how empowering it was for her to be able to sew and make garments that fit her perfectly and I thought very very often about it and my blog post about how sewing saves me was basically my take on this and sharing um, how important sewing can be and this process of creating was just so healing for me I had something to do and I had a product in my hands afterwards and I could walk around in my handmade garments and it made me so proud, kind of like an armor actually. Well, I actually could walk around and think, well, you have children, but I made these jeans and I made this blazer and I made this button-up shirt and I know those are obviously really, really different things, but still it kind of helped me and I wanted to write to write about it basically. Um, and I got so many messages from people after writing that blog post. And it still warms my heart to think about it. People who went through the same thing and ended up having children or people who never had children, people who went through other hardships in life. And yeah, it really showed me how important it was to open up about it. And I'm still glad that I wrote about it, even though my blog is usually not about my personal life. Yeah, I think it's it's so powerful what you wrote. And I also think that like a lot of the time in our community, sewing can be a little bit more super superficial, right? And not everybody realizes that for a lot of people, sewing can heal. Sewing can be a distraction from pain. It can be, like you said, an armor. So I encourage our listeners to go and read that that article. I think mm -hmm. it's really powerful. 
and congratulations on getting pregnant and having a baby. And we're really excited to talk to you about sewing through your pregnancy as well. So did you sew much through your pregnancy? And if so, what kinds of things were you making? Uh, yes, I sewed actually a lot while being pregnant. I felt rather well, so and I knew I would have less time to sew after giving birth. So I sewed a lot. And um, before getting pregnant, I thought that I would sew kind of this whole new wardrobe just for pregnancy. But my handmaids are very valuable for me. So during pregnancy, my focus kind of shifted towards making patterns that uh, worked for pregnancy and beyond and altering patterns in a way that made them wearable later too. I did make the Erin maternity skirt by Megan Nielsen and I loved wearing that one. That was really a right pattern, pattern for uh, pregnancy. But I focused more on uh, making tops and dresses and things like that that would work later too. So one thing I learned is that if you have a fabric with uh, a lot of stretch and really good recovery, that's really good to have during pregnancy. And I made a lot of tops and I just made them a little wider and a little longer. So that way I could just make them a little shorter later on and they would still work uh, after pregnancy. And there's this easy hack where you can make the front of a shirt just a little longer and then you rouge the side seams uh, to get extra room uh, in the front for the baby belly. And it looks very cute, but it looks strange after pregnancy. So I only did that once, but I really enjoyed just making everything a little longer and it, it fit. That was good enough for me. And I made several dresses and I only moved the waist up just a little bit, just enough uh, for it to work with my growing baby belly, but not so much that it would uh, look really weird later. And of course, that meant that my dresses went up a little in the front because of the baby bump. But yeah, you're pregnant. So that wasn't, it was fine for me. <laughs> and then there were several patterns um, that I just loved wearing while I was pregnant. One was uh, the Drop It by Made It Patterns. It has this white drapey front with lots of room for a baby belly. I made that before getting pregnant and I wore it all the nine months. I really like wearing the Phoenix blouse by Hey June too. I just modified that one a little bit and there's actually a blog post on Adriana's blog about those modifications and I could wear it just like that after pregnancy too. Another example is the Beatrix blouse by Made by Ray. Uh, it has this button placket in the back so I just wore it with a few buttons open in the back and uh, like a T underneath, and that worked great. And in general, just roomy tops like the Matcha by So Liberated, everything that has enough space and won't look weird later. And actually, dresses without a real um, waist seam. That works great too. Like the Zadie by Tilly and the Buttons. I could wear that one for a long time. And I just loved wearing my Jackie dress by Victory Patterns because that one doesn't have a seam in the front at all. And I have this long velvet dress floor length. And I wore it for Christmas while I was pregnant because it just 
didn't look strange because there was no seam. Yeah, so those were, I think, most of the patterns I wore and made while I was uh, pregnant. That's it? That's all? (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I'm very impressed because it sounds like you were really busy during your pregnancy and you sewed a lot. Yeah. super inspiring and you just offered so many great tips uh, (laughs) to our listeners. So thank you for that. We'll include links to all those patterns that you mentioned in the show notes for sure. Now, I want to know how your sewing changed when you actually had Isaac was, you know, did you still continue to sew a lot or has your sewing sort of waned since then? Well, I do sew less. (laughs) It might not be a surprise. And I have to plan my sewing a little more and I have to sew in kind of shorter increments of time, a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Uh, And most of the time I sew, yeah, when he's in bed, basically. So, yeah. Less sewing time, but it's worth it and it will change one day. (laughs) And do you think that your style has changed at all, either during your pregnancy or postpartum? Do you think that it has evolved because of having a baby? I don't think so. I do dress a little more casual right now since I don't go to the office, but I still like to sew the same things. And I have always been kind of a sewist who saw something and said, oh, I need that. I need to make that regardless of what I really needed. And I still do that. Um, But I do work on being a little more thoughtful too. And I do believe that dressing nicely in things that make you happy is very important when staying at home. Because whenever I have one of those days when I don't even get dressed properly, I just feel so bad. But whenever I have something nice, yeah, uh, whenever I wear something nice, then I just feel so much better. So I just keep sewing whatever makes me happy. I think that's such a great tip, even for, I mean, for moms who are staying at home with their babies, but also for people who are working from home. I completely agree that getting dressed in the morning and like, you know, just putting yourself together a little bit more, taking those whatever, 10, 15 minutes for self-care really does make a difference for the day. So that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. So do you have any tips for us uh, on making time to sew with your baby? Well, I sew mostly while he sleeps at night. Uh, During the day, he really wants me to stay by his side when he sleeps. So unfortunately, I can't sew then. Um, And one thing that really helps uh, is baby wearing. Uh, I wear him a lot in wraps. And it's a big help because he loves being on my back in a wrap. And usually when I really need to sew something while he's awake, I can put him on my back and then I give him something to play or he can sleep and he can't reach my scissors and he can't reach my pins and I can actually sew. Uh, I'm a very messy sewer, so I don't dare having him on my sewing room floor. (laughs) But baby wearing is really great when you need to sew something while a baby is awake. And the other thing I learned is um, that there should actually be enough free time when there are two grown-ups and only one baby. But it's very easy for a whole weekend to go by and both of us, my husband and I, we feel that we didn't do anything besides taking care of our child and cleaning up and the day goes by. And we found that it really helps to just make clear agreements. So I will tell my husband, 
is it okay if I just go to the sewing room now for the next four hours? And Isaac is your responsibility. And tomorrow you can go skiing for a couple of hours and I take care of him. Um, and that really helps to, to find sewing time, just to make time for it and to have very clear agreements. To schedule it in. I like that. That's really, really good. And have you sewn at all for Isaac since you've had him? Yes, I did. I have sewn for him a little. Uh, I don't like sewing onesies, but uh, I've sewn a couple of rompers and pants and shirts for him. Um, I made his sleeping bag, a few toys, but Maybe I'm a little selfish. I actually prefer sewing for myself. Um, maybe because it will last longer and I can put more time into each make. Uh, and I do like to blog. And I don't really blog about baby things. So, yeah, it's my time is kind of better spent sometimes when making something for myself that will last for a long time. But I actually made one really cute romper for him and I made a matching sweater for myself. It wasn't the same fabric, but it was from the same collection. And I really like that. I think it was so cute. <laughs> Which pattern did you use for those uh, those looks? Uh, the romper was the harem romper by Brindle and Twig. And uh, my sweater was, um, I actually used the waterfall raglan from Chuck and Notch, but I modified it a lot. So it's basically just a basic Ragland sweater. Awesome. We'll link, we'll link that post in the show notes too. So do you have any advice for other pregnant sewists, maybe things that you wish you had made or tips for sewing post-pregnancy? My tip would really be focus on things that you can use after your pregnancy too. You only need maternity wear for such a short period of time, maybe three, four, five months. And there are so many patterns you can change just slightly to make them work while you're pregnant and to make them look decent after you're pregnant too. And uh, I think make yourself something really, really nice to take some pictures in while you're pregnant too. Uh, Hearts Fabrics sent me some of their uh, floral uh, velvet as a surprise while I was pregnant. And that pushed me to make this long floral velvet dress for myself and take some maternity photos right at the end of my pregnancy. And I really cherish those pics. And I'm so glad that Hart sent that fabric to me because otherwise I would not have made that dress and I wouldn't have these photos. And they're such a nice memory to have. So the other thing we wanted to chat a bit about with you, Florine, is the baby shower that was kind of a community uh, gathering of a few sewists around the world who made things for you and sent them to you as a baby shower. And I wanted to ask you, being the reciprocant of that, what that was like for you. Oh, that was just another proof of how awesome the sewing community is. Uh, I was surprised on Instagram uh, a couple of days after Isaac was born by a bunch of sewists. You, Helen, you were one of them. And um, I just got all of these presents for Isaac. Uh, I had met some of the ladies when I visited Denver and Switzerland before, but other people I have never met. And everyone made these fantastic things for Isaac, clothes, hats. You, Helen, you knitted that awesome hat for us, uh, toys. Um, we got a swing. We're still using whatever still fits. And I took care of 
everything and I really, really cherish it because it reminds me every single day of how awesome the sewing community is and how lucky I am. It was a, a lovely surprise. It was a fun way to connect in real life and step outside the online world for a moment. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that it was uh, fun for you too. Not just for me. <laughs> well, Florine, thank you again so much for coming on the show to chat with us. We really enjoyed hearing about your journey and say hi to Isaac for us. Give him a kiss. I will. <laughs> thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for having me. Bye. 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 Next up, we have Mary from the blog Idle Fancy. Mary was one of the founders of the Curvy Sewing Collective, and we get her thoughts on plus-size maternity sewing. We also discuss her making things for her little one and how her style has evolved since becoming a mom. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Oh, we're really excited to have you. And we're chatting all about maternity sewing. So can you tell us how old your little one is now? Yes, she is 16 months old. 16 months. And what's her name? Louisa. Oh, that's Louisa. a beautiful name. I love that name. Hey. So while you were pregnant with Louisa, did you do much maternity sewing? I I did so, but I didn't sew nearly as much as I thought I was going to. When I first got pregnant, I was very, very excited about the whole idea of having like this gigantic maternity wardrobe. And I bought all these vintage patterns and I like had, I bought fabric for them and I had all of these plans. And then of course I spent the first four months basically napping and feeling terrible. So I didn't actually start sewing until I started growing out of my clothes around like 16 weeks. And uh, then I was basically very lazy and didn't have much time and didn't feel like doing anything. So I sewed a lot of knit dresses and tops in basically very easy, simple maternity clothes and not at all what I thought I was going to sew. But it, it ended up being <laughs> fine. I was clothed while pregnant, which is what's important. So, <laughs> yes, I feel like when you get to that point in pregnancy where your body changes significantly and you can't fit your clothes anymore, that's like the tipping point where you're either going to go out and buy a bunch of maternity clothes or you're going to make some things for yourself to wear. And it sounds like you went the making route mostly. I did. Yeah. I bought a couple. There were a couple of like really cute, very on trend maternity dresses that I bought that I thought I was going to copy, but instead I just wore them to death and loved them. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really relatable. The idea of, well, first of all, being tired in your first trimester, because I think a lot of women out there are going to relate to that. But then secondly, getting to the point where you're kind of under pressure and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to make things that I really want to wear, which is comfy clothes. Yes, <laughs> so I'm curious if you have any favorite patterns that you use during that time. Yeah, um, I actually, it's funny, I only used one actual maternity pattern. So I did make Butterick 6226, which is this gorgeous kind of like Grecian style draped dress. And it's a maxi and it's beautiful. It was kind of a nightmare to sew, unfortunately, but I loved the end result. Um, but mostly I just made patterns that I already had and loved. I adapted them for maternity. So I made a lot of cashmere Concord tees and she has a Turner dress that if you just raise the waistline, it becomes like a beautiful maternity dress. And, and then of course the closet case ebony is also ideal because it's basically just like a tent, which is all I wanted to wear for nine months. So <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And it's 
cool to think of existing patterns that you have that you might be able to make work for maternity instead of having to buy new patterns or, you know, hack things specifically to be maternity clothes. Because really, you just need things that have more room around the belly. Yeah, absolutely. And I was lucky enough to be pregnant in the summertime, which I think is easier to sew for for maternity because mm-hmm. you can yeah. basically just throw something on that is kind of voluminous and airy and it looks very seasonal and like works for a growing body. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have any me maids that maybe surprised you that you had before you got pregnant and took you through your pregnancy? I did. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of Colette Myrtle dresses a couple of years ago and I wore them. I wore them like normally, you know, pretty often, but they weren't like favorites of mine. And then when I got pregnant, they were pretty much all I wanted to wear for a while. Uh, Cause just, they draped really well. And the waistband was easy to kind of be like put a little bit higher and still look like a nice dress. So I wore a ton of those and I'm, I had made a couple of paper cut sway dresses, which were not my style at all when I made them and then ended up being ideal for maternity. Cause once again, they're just giant tints of fabric <laughs> um, <laughs> and I would kind of belt it in a cute way and they worked really well. Awesome. Yeah, we wanted to talk to you a bit about changing style because you're kind of a fit and flair girl, or at least you were on your blog for a long time. So how did maternity change your style? And was that what like, were you okay with that? Or was it were you kind of like, Oh, I guess now I have to dress differently, darn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, being actually being pregnant changed my style a lot, because I didn't want to wear anything with a tight waistband. And so I ended up wearing things that I would never wear normally, um, which I think was good for me because my style has also changed afterwards. And I think part of that was getting exposed to new silhouettes during pregnancy. So I wore maxi dresses for the first time, which I've never worn before. I, I don't know why. I just, they never like spoke to me. And then I made a couple during pregnancy that I've worn to death even afterwards. And um, my personal style is I'm a lot less fit and flair than I used to be. I have really kind of grown away from those kind of classic vintagey silhouettes, which surprised me, but I'm, I'm fine with. Um, it's just, it's been an interesting change for sure. Oh, that's awesome. And since we're on the subject of sewing while pregnant and patterns and postpartum, do you have any patterns that you made a lot postpartum that really served you well while you had a, you know, a little baby to take care of? Actually, it's funny. I made a lot of patterns right before I got pregnant that ended up working really well. I made some, um, like button up, shirt, like classic button up shirts. They, I, they were a self-drafted pattern of mine that I kind of took from a block that I really liked. And those ended up being amazing because they were a little bit voluminous. So I, my changing figure could like totally fit into them still. But then for nursing, anything that buttons is so awesome. And you don't have to wear like a weird nursing top that you buy from the store. You can wear just a like normal shirt and then unbutton it which was amazing. That makes so much sense. I hadn't really thought about, you know, I've seen the maternity tops, like the knit ones that have panels or like things you lift up and like move around and they're kind of confusing, (laughs) Um, but a button up shirt is so simple. Yeah. And it's still, it felt like me, like I, I looked at those nursing tops the maternity tops and I was like, I wouldn't, I would never wear that. Like that is not something that I would ever put in my closet. Normally I'm going to try not to wear them during this too. Like they're so practical, but I just, couldn't stomach like looking so much not like myself. So button ups were the solution to that. And they worked beautifully. 
<laughs> Good tip. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and you are an editor for the Curvy Sewing Collective. Um, and we wanted to ask you, given all the conversation in the community right now about inclusive sizing, if you have any pattern companies that come to mind that we can look to for plus size maternity options. Unfortunately, there really aren't that many. I mean, there aren't enough maternity pattern companies in the first place. So then having like comprehensive size ranges, you really start kind of winnowing things down. So there are a few big four patterns that are inclusive in sizing. I think that those are mostly with Butterick and Simplicity. And then there's that new line maternity sewing from the people who do the podcast. And they just released like an infinity dress pattern that was size inclusive. And that dress is beautiful and something that I totally would have worn while pregnant if it had been available. But otherwise, I really did not find much when I was looking myself. And it's something that I think there's a huge niche in the market for that, but just the demand hasn't been answered yet. So unfortunately, like that's, I ended up doing a lot of maternity hacks to pair to patterns that already served plus sizes for that reason. Yeah, I think you end up having to just hack what you have, right, when there aren't that many options out there. But I hope that because of this conversation that's happening in the sewing world, that more pattern companies will think about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And more maternity patterns, too. I'd love to do a maternity hack for my leggings pattern. And then when I do the inclusive sizing, that could be a good option. Yeah, that would be amazing. Leggings are the comfiest thing to wear. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing we wanted to ask you, since you are 16 months postpartum now, is how being a mom has impacted your sewing and your time to sew. It has, as you might expect, I have a lot less time to sew than I once did. I I used to be one of those people who would just like binge on a pattern. So I would cut it out and I would sew as much as possible in one day. And there were so many times that like my husband, Sam would go to bed and then I would go to bed like two hours later because I just really wanted to finish something. And now I value my sleep so much more than I once did because she isn't like, she will only take one nap during the day. And otherwise, like I have to be present and fully there and involved with this little person. And I can't be like dead tired because I stayed up all night sewing. So it has really made me plan a lot more. I was never, I'm I'm very much a planner in my personal life, but I never was with sewing. It was kind of just this creative thing that I did. And now I have like a list of patterns that I want to sew and I have them on my calendar and I know when I need to cut them out and when I need to start sewing in order to like actually get projects done during the season. Otherwise I will blink and like six weeks have passed without any sewing at all. And so time management has been huge. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a, it's a skill that I have never really applied to sewing before, but it's kind of been fun like looking at planners and things like that that actually work for this, uh, this pursuit as well because I never really looked at planning that way. So it's been surprisingly fun. I saw on Facebook that you were like crowds, crowdsourcing pa- um, planner ideas. Did you end up picking one? I did. Yeah. I ended up picking the day designer. I was between that and then the get to work book. I think y'all interviewed her a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those were the two that I was kind of between, but I decided that I really liked to see that the day designer has like a to-do list and a daily schedule right next to each other. And I, the like, kind of type A person in me really liked seeing both of those things in one place. So I went with that option and it's been great. I love it. Awesome. So how do you structure your sewing? Are you just doing like 10 minutes here and there whenever you have a chance or are you sort of scheduling larger blocks when you can? I am scheduling larger blocks when I can. I find that if I do the 10 minute thing, I don't, I kind of get in the zone and then I have a hard time getting out of that and kind of not wanting to just keep sewing. And so I have been scheduling kind of batch projects. So I have been cutting a couple of things at once that will all use the same type of thread and then 
scheduling time in to sew those normally after she goes to bed at night. So we norm- we have like a two hour window where like Sam will be working or I'll be working. And that's when I've been fitting in a lot more sewing. And how about like the whole blogging, socializing aspect of your life? Have you managed to sort of fit that into your schedule postpartum as well? Um, well, not, I'm, I'm getting better. Uh, my blog basically died for a year after she was born. I think I had one blog post and then nothing. And I just, I really underestimated how much time parenthood was going to take, which sounds crazy, but I also think it's one of those things that you don't know the reality of until you're in it. And like, people can tell you like, you're not going to have time or you're never going to sleep or all of these things. But until you're actually living it, you don't know what that's going to be like. So for me, I really kind of had to let a lot of things go. I had all of these grand plans actually before I got pregnant with Louisa. And I had to put those on pause. And I would do what little sewing that I could, but I really wouldn't blog about anything. And I I was pretty active on Instagram still, because when it's 3am, and you are up feeding a baby, it's kind of nice to just mindlessly scroll through other people's makes. But otherwise, it, it my blog took a huge hit from that. And I'm getting back into it now. I think she's, we're lucky enough, she is now in full-time preschool. So I have a lot more time during the day to like get actual work done. And then at nighttime, I can kind of catch up with other things like blogging and sewing. And I am doing a lot better now than I was thanks to childcare. Like we are very privileged that we have that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you say doing better with the blog, but I mean, it's totally fair to take a break whenever you need to from things like blogging. And it's always going to be there if you want to come back. And it's fun now to have Instagram such a huge part of the sewing community, because like you said, it is so quick and easy to interact with people on there. Yeah, it's really it's so it's been so fun to watch the sewing community grow on Instagram. And like, I mean, you talk about the all the curvy sewing conversation that's happening right now and the intersectional sewing conversation that's happening right now. I feel like Instagram is such a huge part of that. And without that platform, we may not have a chance to actually have these conversations in the same way. So it's been really fun using that instead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more real time. Things can happen a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So what about body changes postpartum? Because we talked a little bit about, you know, body changes during your pregnancy and having to make some new things. But then after you had Louisa, were you, you know, surprised at how your body had changed after pregnancy? I was shocked, actually. I had some complications during pregnancy, which meant that I, weirdly enough, could not keep weight on, and I had expected the opposite problem. So by the time I had actually, I had given birth to Louisa, and then like two weeks out, I was 30 pounds down from when I had started pregnancy, but my measurements were actually bigger in some places. So my hips were a little bit bigger, and my stomach was a little bit bigger, but then other parts of me, like my shoulders were much smaller. So almost none of my clothes that were wovens actually fit because they had been made for a very specific body type that I no longer had. And that was, that was really hard to get used to. Um, and I now my, everything's kind of normalized. I am back to where I was pre pregnancy because being able to eat and actually like keep nutrition in your body and not give it to like a little person is super helpful for that. And so I, now my body is still, it's different. My measurements are the same, but I still have differences here and there. And I've had to, I had to get, a re- get rid of a lot of patterns that I had already altered. And that was one of the more difficult aspects for me. Like I had spent so much time making these patterns perfect and they no longer fit at all, even though they supposedly should. So I kind of had to 
bless and let go of a lot of patterns and clean out things and start from scratch again, which was the hardest part for sure. Yeah, I can imagine that would be really hard. I mean, I'd love to hear if you have, you know, tips for other people going through that, because I feel like that's the exact kind of thing that can really kill someone's sojo. <laughs> it, it really can. Um, I think one of the things that really helped me was changing the kind of patterns that I was making. I now t- I opt for things that are easier to fit than before I was pregnant. And part of that is because my measurements were changing for so long. Now I'm much more drawn to knit patterns or things that just have a little bit more ease in them so that when you are trying to figure out what your new normal is with your body, you can still make clothes that satisfy you. So you can use a beautiful fabric. You can just like maybe use it in a different silhouette that is like friendlier to changing measurements. And that that was really helpful for me because there was a period of time where I just didn't really want to sew anything because I couldn't use any of what I already had. And um, that's also one of the, one of the perks would be you could, you can buy new patterns and kind of excuse that because you can't just rely on your TNT patterns anymore. You have to do new things. So that, that was a fun part. <laughs> it is sort of looking at that silver lining where you're like, well, I get to sort of rediscover sewing patterns and find my new style and decide the types of garments that I want to make now in this sort of new phase of your life. So I think that uh, it sounds like you dealt with that really well. And that's really good advice for our listeners. And we also just want to ask you generally, if you have any advice for other pregnant sewists out there, things maybe you wish that you had made or tips for sewing post-pregnancy. I think honestly, one of the biggest tips I have is just be kind to yourself. It can be really hard when you're pregnant. You have this image of what you should be doing and what you should be sewing for yourself and for baby. And there are a lot of expectations already on motherhood and being pregnant. And I think one of the things I wish I could do is like go back and take some stress off and just say like, it's going to be okay. You're going to sew things. You're going to be fine. And you don't need to sew all the things. You don't need to make her a million little rompers and pajamas. Like the best thing you can do is like take care of yourself and like kind of prepare yourself to be in this different space and enjoy your time with this little human. Cause they're only that little for so long that I think really getting to relish that instead of stressing about what you should be doing when it comes to sewing or blogging or these other things would be the most helpful thing. Cause I really, I struggled a lot kind of letting go of those expectations. Yeah, that's really great advice. And it's interesting thinking about the expectation of sewing for your little one. I mean, we haven't really chatted that much about it, but have you sewn for Louisa or did you feel pressure to make all of her onesies? (laughs) So I, it's funny, I felt a lot of pressure and I, I kind of, I let myself not do that and not lean into that. And we bought her ready to wear baby clothes, which is fine because they basically just wear pajamas for the first six months of their lives anyway. So it was really easy to just buy cute stretchy knit (laughs) things and be like, she's going to be comfortable. It's fine. And then the first thing I sewed for her was actually her first birthday dress. And uh, yeah, and it was, it's an adorable, it's a little geranium dress by, uh, made by Ray. And it's, I did it in a Nani Eero double gauze. So it's still very comfortable, but it's very cute. And that was kind of the first intro into kids sewing that I have. And then I made her Halloween costume. And now I'm like cutting out some things and trying to batch sew stuff for her in a much more intentional way. But that first year, I mean, I, I just, I didn't have time. I didn't have the energy. And I really just let like that fall off my plate because she was closed and we were happy. And that's really what mattered. I love that. She's closed and you're happy. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most important And they grow so fast. So really, I mean, it's, it's such a flash in the pan, right? I think it's good to focus on 
you know, milestones like Halloween costumes or birthday dresses, because then you're going to have lots of pictures of that event and you can cherish those memories. Yeah. And those are garments that you also like want to keep. Like we have her first birthday dress. She doesn't fit into it anymore, but like it's in her little hope chest and, you know, in 30 years she might pull it out and look at it. And like, I really love that I made that. And I'm not so worried about like all the stuff that she would have like puked on and (laughs) gotten messy in that first year. So, (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Well, to wrap up our conversation, we wanted to ask you what we can expect from you this year. If you have any big sewing plans or anything else you want to fill us in on for 2019. Are you pregnant again? (laughs) 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 No, definitely not. We are, we are going to wait until she is potty trained and then decide what we want to do. For now, (laughs) one is, one is more than enough. Um, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I actually, I am planning on launching in the next couple of weeks, a YouTube channel, which is something I wanted to do before we had Louisa. I had literally, I got everything for Christmas the month before we found out we were pregnant. And then I I found out and I decided I didn't want to launch a YouTube channel while I was pregnant. So I am working on that now and that should be launched in a couple of weeks. I'm really, really excited about finally getting to kind of explore that new avenue. Of sewing. Oh my god! This is such cool news. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a name for your YouTube channel so people can watch out for it? I'm just gonna go under Idle Fancy. Well, thank you, Mary, so much for coming and chatting with us today. It was such a pleasure getting your perspective on maternity sewing and postpartum. Um, we really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun, guys. Bye. 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 Our next interview is with a lovely sewist from France, Hélène from La Petite Maison Couture. Hélène is a sewing blogger and socialist. She makes so many amazing things and shares her tips on adapting patterns for maternity and some French pattern companies we have got to try. Hi, Hélène. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Hélène. How are you doing? Good, good. We're so excited to chat with you. We're so happy we found you through the maternity sewing hashtag. So today we're going to talk all about maternity sewing and sewing postpartum. Our first question for you is where are you at in your pregnancy? Okay, thank you. So I'm due in five days, actually. So I'm at the very, very end. The baby can pop out at any moment. So yeah, I'm at the very, very end of this incredible um, maternity adventure. <laughs> Hopefully it won't pop out while we're recording. No, no I, I hope not. I hope not. And I don't want to, I don't want to have my baby in January. I don't know what, I just think that maybe February will just be better. So I'm ready for, I'm ready for February and not January. So yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so close. Just one more day. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that is so exciting though. Being at the end of your pregnancy, I'm yeah. Sure, you're so excited to meet your baby, and we exactly. are very excited for you. Thank you so much. And is this your first child? Yes, it is my first child. So it is my first experience um, trying to continue my sewing activities um, with my body changes, etc. So yeah, it is my my first child and my first my first experience actually. Oh well, we're really looking forward to asking you some questions about that. So tell us, how has being pregnant impacted your sewing practice? Well, um, let's say that at the beginning, I was so confident and I told everybody, you're going to see, I'm still going to be stylish. I am not going to lower my standards. I'm not going to walk like a duck. I'm going to just be, you know, that pregnant woman out there. And um, while time was passing by, um, I just figured out that apart from the fatigue, 
my body actually started changing. So I started sewing. First of all, I started like maybe wearing things I already had. And then after three, four months, then my baby bump started coming. So I was like, okay, maybe like I really love skirts. So I was like, okay, maybe I should continue making skirts, but with elastic around my waist. So that was quite easy to put on. And then around five, six months, I started having some hips. So, I mean, sometimes putting the skirt on was like, I really have to stretch the elastic. And uh, that was like kind of complicated, but actually happy that I I kind of like made um, elastic things. I mean, I mean, elastic skirts, elastic pants as well. Regarding the, the style itself, at the end, I think that I just... I just needed to wear knits, like for example, leggings, um, jumpers. Okay, we are we are in winter, so um, it was easier to wear pullovers or jumpers. I don't know how you guys say it in Canada, but um, yeah. So wearing knits, like only knitwear, it was much more simple. No surprise, it would just expand, and no more questioning. Yeah. So I I, I also learned to draft, let's say, simple skirts. Um, using just elastic, you know, at the the waist. So, yeah, I mean, that was the main, let's say, changes that happened with my maternity adventure. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a really good tip for people out there thinking about sewing for maternity is having an elastic waistband gives you that space to grow. So you're not worrying about something only fitting for a certain amount of time, and then you're growing too large to wear it anymore. So I'm curious about whether you've been sewing throughout your whole pregnancy and how have you juggled that feeling of being tired and growing a baby and that takes a lot of energy and then still finding that motivation in your life to make clothes because it seems like you're still making clothes right now. So how do you juggle that? Um, Let's say that, I mean, sewing has been something that has always been like a fool to me. So I've always loved making things some um, for example when I come back from work and even if I'm tired as soon as I sit in front of the sewing machine like this energy will just come from somewhere I've not yet figured out where this energy comes from but it's just that it just I just feel super motivated to make things and and all and sometimes okay to be honest I will be tired and I'll just leave it I'll just say okay today I'm tired let me just let me just maybe maybe cut a pattern and that will be it. I will not cut and sew the same day as I, I usually used to do when I was not pregnant. So I'll just, let's say, continue the same sewing, but do little like bits by bits. So that, that's how I proceeded with the whole sewing experience um, during, during my, especially maternity leave. And when maternity leave started, I was persuaded that... Um, it will be just like so many days off because what actually happens is like when I have a day off, I will just say, okay, I have only one day off. So let me just maximize the time and so, 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 so. Um, but this was quite different because I think, first of all, I was kind of tired. And then I told myself, I have so much time in front of me. So um, if I don't sew tomorrow, I can sew after tomorrow. And like, yeah, just pro- procrastinating a bit. But um, I, actually ended up sewing quite a bit. And what I also wanted to do is that I didn't want to sew things that I would not be able to wear after pregnancy because um, in France, we have much issue with space, with storage space. So I just had to, wanted to be a bit smart and maybe sew some skirts, some pants that I would be able to use after 
pregnancy as well. So yeah, I mean, it just kept me going and made me happy. So it's just like the idea of doing what you like a bit every day. And I just applied it as well to the pregnancy adventure. I really like that approach, just taking some time every day to do your hobby that makes you happy. So we were also wondering if you could recommend any favorite patterns that you made during pregnancy or specifically any French pattern companies for us to try. Well, I think the very first thing I saw was this um, Nini Elastic Waist Culotte. Um, it's by Named Clothing, the pattern company called Named Clothing. I don't know if you've heard about that. Oh, um, yeah. Caroline just- loves the Nini Culottes. Oh, yeah. I love them. They're so great. They are really amazing and the way they explain the the patterns and how it's presented, everything is so clean and so sleek and and the pattern is really easy and simple. It's just like this, you know, at the moment there's this culotte trend all over and so they came up with their, this uh, Nini Elastic Waist Culotte that is it's just like a nice, nice killer, well shaped, well cut, and um, but you just have elastic at the waist. And when I saw this, I was like, "This is what I need because I need to keep the trend up, but I cannot be putting any, you know, um, belt or any waist thing that is not elastic." So this was the very first pattern I did, and it was, it was, it was really good. It was amazing, and I still wear it like from beginning to the end. So that that pattern is great. We have in France, uh, it's a brand called Louis Antoinette. I'll provide the the link for for those who need to to have it. Um, and they they do different different patterns, not maternity patterns, but they have a dress um called the Simone. It's a dress that is really um French, simple. Um, kind of like the French lifestyle, um, really simple, airy. But what I would do for dresses like that is just that I would need to bring the waist higher. So maybe take away something like 10 to 15 centimeters, a bit more shorter so that the bodice will end just after the let's say after the breast and then the gathers will start from the after the breast area. So I would make different dresses. I mean, I'll just use simple patterns that I'll use on a daily basis. But the thing is just that I would have to alter it a bit, make a bit of changes to make allowance for, for the tummy. Let's say that gathers are the the most, I mean, what is all, all the different patterns I will be sewing will just go around gathers. So I mean, have an elastic or have gathers so that the, the, the tummy can, can fit easily. I also made um, the pancake top that is by Waffle Patterns and they have this top called Pancake. That is like a shirt actually, is a shirt and it has a beautiful gather just after the body's um, area. Um, I have that also on my blog. So it's called Pancake pancake Shirt or Pancake Top and it is really, really um, amazing. A lot of people like that pattern because it's not very easy to wear a shirt when you're pregnant. So with that pattern is like a shirt, but it has like beautiful gathers. And so that was, as I was saying, still the gathers story. So that is really, that was really helpful. There's also this um, new pattern company around that is called Fiber Moods. And they have this free 
well, I don't know if it's still free, but at the time, um, a few months ago, it was free. It's called the Francis Top. It's a, it's a boxy top, actually. Very simple boxy top that I used to wear at the beginning, let's say, till it was five months, something like five months. And then I will still wear it, actually, but I would put, I would, let's say, I would put the my gathered skirt on top of my on top of my belly so the the francis top would be on on my on my yeah on my my body the top part and then um it will be kind of like my tummy will be kind of like squished but i'll just put a skirt on top of the body the the the, the top so you just have like nice nice um gathers all around and you not really see that the tummy is kind of like <laughs> those are great tips we will link all of those patterns in the show notes so tell me, have you had any patterns that you made before you got pregnant that worked really well throughout your pregnancy and that you were wore a lot as your bump grew? Um, I have this dress, actually. That is the, it's a Burda. It's from Burda. It's from the issue, I think, to, uh, March 2012. And it's a tongue dress. It's a really nice cut tongue dress that... Um, Okay, I didn't add any sleeves to well, the pattern doesn't come with sleeves, but as it's winter, I'll just like put a, a cardigan on top of it. And at, in, during summer, like one can really wear it from beginning to of the pregnancy till the end. And it's, it's simple, it's well cut, it's super stylish. The pattern number is 120, and it's from the, the Breda issue um, of March 2012. So that tongue dress is definitely something one should have. Uh, pregnant or not pregnant or even for postpartum that is that that is really great you should check it out I'm sure you like it oh yeah we will definitely so I would love to know how you felt throughout your pregnancy in terms of the body changes and where your mind is at now thinking through the fact that you're going to have your baby soon we -hmm. love talking about body positivity on the Mm -hmm. show so I'd love to hear your perspective on that how you felt throughout your pregnancy and how you feel about what's coming up you know what? I kind of took, let's say, um, 20 kilos during the pregnancy. And in my entire life, I had never, like, I was, let's say, 60, 60 kilos before. And I had never had gained weight more than two or three kilos. So this was kind of like, wow, okay. So I'm actually changing. So what am I supposed to do? And it was like kind of discovering this new body and, um, learning how to to dress how to let's say look look beautiful in not that being having 20 kilos more I'm not beautiful no it's not that it's just that I was not used to seeing myself in that way so I just had to um, find different techniques maybe things that would just suit my shapes things that would look good things that would you know I mean that I, I myself first of all will find um, myself nice in in those type of clothes so and actually I'm really happy because let's say that I'm kind of like at the end of that maternity adventure and maybe starting the postpartum in a few days so it was kind of a bit difficult especially going to work yeah as, um, at the moment where I had to go to work where I was expected maybe to be wearing kind of very corporate um, clothing and that was I was not I felt n- not very free to be myself and to be wearing like my leggings and pairing up with pairing the leggings up with some nice um a nice jumper doing some color match and all but um once I was 
I had my maternity leave and I was like home or going to different places. I, I was just like really happy to dress the way I wanted to put on the colors I wanted to put on, putting on the makeup also. I, I mean, I was just, I was just happy, I know. And this, this new body was just, I was discovering this new body and how to, to, you know, make it, make myself feel happy in this. So, Actually, it has been a very nice experience. And I tell myself, even if I still stay the same, well, it would just be unfortunate because I will not be able to wear my the, the garments I, I made before. But um, I mean, yeah, I know how to sew, so I'll make other ones. So that's the fun of it. That is such a great attitude to have. And we're really glad that you found a happy place and that you're yeah. embracing this new style and your new body. Yeah, I did. I really did. <laughs> So are you excited to sew clothing for your little one? Oh, you know what? Actually, I had never sewn kids' clothing before. And I just started uh, three weeks ago to sew my first uh, first uh, kids' attire. And oh my God, this is so amazing. It's quick. It's so quick. And you can use like little fabric to do amazing stuff. For example, I used to use Liberty London fabrics that are quite kind of expensive, but, you know, very good quality. And so I have so many that are left, so many pieces that are left. And so I was able to make little dresses, little bloomers. And um, I just, I just really love making them in spite of the fact that it's really, I mean, it's really, it's really fast and quick to sew. It's just, when it's finished, it's just so cute. And you look at it and you're like, oh, this is really pretty. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to make them in so many colors and so on. So, yeah, I really enjoy doing it. One thing is that I would not recommend people really sewing for age, um, like for newborns, because it can be a bit tricky. Um, okay, let's say I'm having the baby in winter and I'm sewing kind of like, um, double girls or cotton things. So I'm sewing things for this summer and this summer, uh, the child will be, let's say around six months, four to six months. So I'm, I'm, I've started sewing six months and not sewing before. Um, and I think it's really important to take this into consideration. Even like, for example, people who are, um, giving presents to, to maybe new moms, just to keep this in mind, it's not really useful to be sewing for newborns because it can be really tricky. But, um, yeah, maybe three or six months, six months is really good. Yeah, that's a really great point because they're only small for such a short amount of time. And when you put all that love into sewing something, you want it to be something that the baby can wear for at least a couple of months. So if you make it a little bit bigger, they can grow into it. That's a really great tip. Yeah, exactly. I like the idea of making something for yourself and then using the scraps to make something matching for your baby. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is very, it's very sustainable. Cute. It is. It is. That is really, that's really cool. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with us about your pregnancy. It seems like you have a busy couple of weeks ahead. So best yes. of luck. Thank you so much for welcoming me. It was so nice um, um, chatting with you over all these topics. And I hope that it will be encouraging and um, nice for others also to listen to. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Last but certainly not least, we have a fellow Canadian, Anya. Anya blogs and shares sewing at Anna Zoe Sewing, and she is expecting her first child this spring. We talk about her favorite sewing patterns and getting through the tougher parts of pregnancy. Hello, Anya. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. We are thrilled to have you on. We got to meet you last year at Pattern Review Weekend, which was really fun. We're so excited to get to chat with you again on the podcast. And you're pregnant right now. So tell our listeners how far along you are. Um, So I am 33 weeks pregnant and I'm due March 22nd. So I'm well into my third trimester. And how are you feeling? Is your baby bump getting huge? <laughs> well, it, it, yes, definitely. It's getting big. And I... I think I'm feeling better now in my third trimester than I did before, I have to say. Oh, good. So today we're talking all about maternity sewing. So tell me, how has being pregnant impacted your sewing practice? Well, I kind of uh, expected that I'll be sewing exactly the same way as I was before, which is, you know, you come home every night and you sew and then you sew on the weekends and you just make everything. And that definitely is not how it worked out. With my first trimester, I was very sick, so I slowed down right away, so I wasn't able to really concentrate on sewing. (laughs) The only thing I could do was just lie down on the couch. So I'd say slowing down was the biggest impact on my sewing. And then now, as I'm sewing, I find that I'm more fatigued, so there's limited time for sewing, so that kind of means I have to choose my projects wisely. Yeah, so you've had to think about things that you really, really need in your wardrobe instead of just experimenting with new things that catch your eye. Exactly. So it also like not sewing, frosting so much and actually making things that I can wear every day. Yeah. So tell us, what have you been making? What patterns have you been using? Do you have any favorites? And yeah, just tell us what you've been up to. Uh, Well, (laughs) I do have patterns that I kind of ended up using that I fall back on. I found for myself that sewing with jersey was a lot easier just because it it was more comfortable to wear and um to fit and my body like as it changes jersey stretches so it's also a lot nicer so my favorite pattern has been lark t-shirt and i know it's not maternity pattern but i hacked it to be maternity and then i hacked it to be not just a t-shirt but just like a turtleneck or a three-quarter sleeve shirt, a longer sleeve shirt. So a dress, just, it, it's become everything. <laughs> then my other pattern has been Waterfall Raglan Dress by Chalk and Notch. And it's not, again, it's not a maternity pattern, but I found that it fits maternity frames so well. What I found with my patterns, I did not go for maternity patterns so much rather than concentrate on patterns that I already had, because I found maternity style did not quite fit what I normally wear. So that's why I kind of stuck to my tried and true patterns. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to stick to patterns that you already have in your stash since you save money that way. Or, you know, investing in patterns like the Lark Tee that includes so many variations for different necklines and sleeves. So you can hack them to be maternity friendly, and then you get more value for your money that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then um, on top of that, all of the layering patterns have been fantastic, like Blackwood Cardigan. It is great. (laughs) And I've actually hacked it into vests. So it's been a fantastic layering piece. Oh, great. I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Well, it is a great pattern for uh, 
any occasion, <laughs> whether you're pregnant or not. And I know you mentioned maternity patterns are not necessarily your style, but do you find that your style has changed or evolved at all since you've been pregnant? Have you had to adapt or are you trying to stick to what you know and what you usually wear? I definitely had to adapt. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> um, I When I first got pregnant, I was looking at just inspiration and maternity patterns and maternity wear. And almost everything was kind of empire-waisted and kind of deep v-neck, crossover, the bust. And it's just, I never wear those things. So it was really hard to adapt to that. And then on top of it, I normally wore a lot of... um, like I emphasize my waist a lot with like high-waisted pants or high-waisted skirt and crop top and you kind of lose your waist in pregnancy and that was also really hard to figure out how to work around that my experience has been is that once the belly kind of pops out your waist kind of moves up like it's not a waist but your smallest part becomes right under your bust so you can kind of play with that but until that happens it's just there's no waist So all of the previous pants, skirts, nothing, like it it won't work. (laughs) Yeah, I really imagine your style is super modern and sleek. And I wonder, how did you incorporate that into dressing for a bump? You mentioned that most of the patterns out there are a totally different style than you're used to. So how do you make everything fit for your style? I kind of looked at my closet and realized that I wear a lot of scoop neck and just uh, t-shirts, just kind of plain tops. So... Based on that, that's when I turned to Lark and started hacking Lark into maternity wear. So that helped me kind of get the top part of my <laughs> of dressing. <laughs> and then concentrating not so much on emphasizing the waist, but on the lines, because I really enjoyed um, either A-line skirt, like crop top and an A-line skirt, or um, just really straight lines. Like thinking about lines, overthinking about pieces that make up that line. So instead of, for example, a crop top and a high-waisted skirt, wearing um, a dress that is an A-line. So the dress that does not emphasize the waist at all, but will have that scoop net that I like. So I found those were the pieces that kind of carried me through in the beginning. So I'm curious about outerwear because you are in Calgary and it's winter right now. So how have you been faring with keeping cozy when you go outside? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> it actually just got really cold. So we were really lucky. We had really nice uh, warm winter up to this point. So I tested a Felton blazer, which I'm kind of made into a coat. And that carried me through, I think, up until the end of October. And it was not, it doesn't close at the front. So that was really good. And then I had a project um, that I started last year. I was making Cascade duffel coat. So I finished it and I found it was actually working really good as maturity coat. I wanted it to be a little bit looser fitting in the beginning. So I made a size up, but then when it stopped zipping up, there's still those toggle buttons. So even though it doesn't zip up on my belly, I can still kind of close it on my chest with toggles, if it makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. What a great tip. It's It's been working really well because I find I'm really hot all the time. So I don't mind if my belly sticks out a little bit and I just put a scarf over it. So <laughs> and it's, it works. <laughs> but I was actually looking at Opium Code by uh, Deer and Doe. 
And I was planning on making that, but I don't know if I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be cutting it a little close. Yeah, you're in the home stretch. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we also wanted to talk about body changes during pregnancy. I would love to hear your thoughts and how you approached it with your mindset going into pregnancy and throughout your pregnancy while your body has changed. How do you continue to love and accept yourself in your sewing and in your life? Um. <laughs> well, it was a little bit challenging in the beginning, just because, as you said, your body changes so much. And as as much as you read about these changes, and you think about these changes, and you feel like you welcome them, well, I can only speak for myself. That's how I thought I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, do yoga and eat smoothies and just be gentle on myself. But it didn't work out that way. <laughs> it was um, a little bit challenging in the beginning, because your body does change and some of these changes is not really welcomed. Like I did not realize how hard it was for me to lose my waistline. <laughs> but now in my last trimester, it's actually, um, I finally feel like I've accepted it. Yeah. Like, of course I'm gaining a little bit of weight and I'm a little bit more curvy and softer. And I really, really, really like it because honestly it's like, there's a life inside of me and it's awesome. And um, I really like down to, I really like wearing um, like tight dresses, you know, like bodycon dresses that are for pregnant women. And it's like, yeah, look at me. I'm a goddess of life. There's a life in me. <laughs> so that kind of, it has been a good transition, but for me, it was just kind of accepting it, you know, like just, taking it for what it is if I felt sad because I don't know like my boobs grew or something just feeling it and taking it for what it is your body does what it needs to do yeah feel those feelings right oh yes, I thought we were feeling right. the boobs yes. feeling the boobs oh right yes. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a really good way to look at it. And it's true, you can't really change anything. When you're pregnant, you're pregnant, you're growing a human, and that takes a lot out of your body. So just realizing that those changes are going to happen and just taking them as they come, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Exactly, exactly. Just feel it and take it and love it. <laughs> Well, I can't think of a better note to end on. Anya, thank you so much for chatting with us today. It's been really great to get your perspective on things. Awesome. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was so amazing to get to talk to all of those different women about maternity sewing. It really was. It was so cool to connect with people from around the world, people at different stages in pregnancy and motherhood, and just get different perspectives. Yeah, different experiences, but we did notice some general themes. So we thought it would be fun to kind of round up some of the big takeaways from today. Yeah, so... I think one big one was expect to be more tired than you think you're going to be in the early stages of your pregnancy or perhaps all the way through your pregnancy and be kind to yourself. You have to be okay with that. You're growing a human. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yes. And also to stock up on knit fabrics and elastics. I think a lot of our interviewees were talking about how they turned to knits 
for their maternity wardrobe because knits grow, obviously, right? And elastic waisted things, just elastics in general are just easier to fit over a growing bump. Mm -hmm. I was also going to give a little tip about sourcing knits. If you're pregnant, look for something with spandex if you can, because that spandex is going to allow that knit to recover better. So maybe if you want to wear that thing postpartum, it'll allow that knit to sort of bounce back and not become stretched out forever. And then speaking of fabric, I thought I would also throw in the tip that you probably want to be thinking about the fabrics that you're using and making sure that those fabrics are washable, durable, and comfortable. Those are great tips. Be mindful of the fabrics that you're using. Mm -hmm. Okay. And think outside the pattern envelope. Can you hack something you already have in your pattern collection to be maternity friendly or to get you through your pregnancy and beyond? Maybe, you know, you can add an elastic waist instead of a structured waistband or you can raise that waistline so it sits below your bust and over the bump Um, and wearing things open and layering them so you can, you know, mix and match things. You don't have to make maternity specific patterns. Yeah, I love the idea of turning to your existing stash and just hacking it up. Yeah. <laughs> hacking it up like ideas wise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a terrible, terrible thought. Oh no. <laughs> you can't hack it. Don't hack it. No. Okay. <laughs> Button up shirts definitely add a dressy touch to an outfit and make nursing easier, right? It's a good mm-hmm. postpartum garment to wear when you're nursing. So I love button up tops layered over tees and that kind of stuff. I think if I ever get pregnant one day, that's going to be my look. Yeah, that'll be your look. And yeah. Mandy boat tees. Yeah, Mandy boat. That's yeah. true. Mandy boat tees. Yeah. yeah. Serve you well in all your times of life. Um, and then treat yourself. Florine was actually telling us off air about a suki kimono that she made for the hospital. And she felt really glamorous because she was waltzing around the hospital in this beautiful robe, as opposed to wearing the hospital gowns that they give you. And I thought that was a really good idea to make something special for maternity, um, something that you can use. And you made your sister a kimono, right? I made my sister, this was before the Suki was a pattern, but I made my sister a kimono and she wore it in the hospital. And I have pictures of her, like the first moment that she held her baby in her kimono that I made her, which is just so special. That's sweet. Yeah, I made my sister a Suki as well when she was pregnant and she loved it when she was nursing immediately after pregnancy and you feel glamorous in it and you're just at home with your baby but you can still have a little touch of glamour i love it yeah (laughs) inject some prints into that wardrobe yeah exactly (laughs) so if you're gonna be sewing for your kiddo our top tip is to sew in advance so sew up to six months in advance and if you're only gonna make a few things maybe make something for a special occasion because then you're gonna have pictures and reminders and it'll be you know just like more fulfilling to sew something that is for a special occasion versus something that's like just for the baby to nap in yeah and then throw up on (laughs) in my mind babies are like constantly throwing up i think that's pretty accurate And then we wanted to say, don't be alarmed if you're socializing and you're interacting with other sewists, you know, takes a bit of a backseat during pregnancy and during the first few years of your kid's life. Like you're going to be very busy and you might feel like you're falling out of touch with your hobby or your friends that you made through sewing, but it's okay. You know, there are seasons for things and it will come back into your life when the timing is right. Yes. And about that, remember that it doesn't have to be perfect. I think 
when you're struggling, it's okay to share that on social media. I feel like that's a lot of the time where you're making those really close connections with people in the, especially in the sewing community. I feel like we connect a lot over those struggles. So just be real and don't worry too much about waiting until the perfect moment to share something on social media. That's a good point. (laughs) And you also don't have to sew everything. You don't have to make yourself the perfect maternity wardrobe and you don't have to sew every onesie your baby's ever going to wear. It's okay. You can buy things. Buy those maternity pants. Do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Yes. And my last tip was just consider making something for a friend or family member who's pregnant making something for them, making something for them to wear. And maybe, you know, instead of baby gifts, like for my sister's baby shower, I gave her two knit Givre dresses. That's the Dear Doe maternity pattern. And it wasn't a present for my niece at all. (laughs) It was just like purely a present for her. And she loved it. And you get so much baby stuff when you're pregnant. And after you give birth, people are always giving things to your kids. But like, give things to the mom. That's (laughs) my tip. I think that's a good tip. (laughs) And that's all folks. That's all. It's our little roundup. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you thought of this format. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Let us know. That's it for today's episode of Love to Sew. You can find me, Helen, at helenscloset.ca and Caroline at blackbirdfabrics.com. We're recording today in balmy Vancouver, Canada, and you can get in touch with us and get links for everything we talked about in this episode at lovetosewpodcast.com. If you're loving the show and you want to help us out, you can support us on Patreon. Contribute $5 or more a month and you'll get access to our bonus episode feed. Go to patreon.com slash love to sew for more info. Our show is produced by Sam Humphrey. Thank you, Sam. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. That's my line. Oh, oops. (laughs) Bye. We're such a mess. Good luck, Sam. All right. (laughs)